Hi everyone, I'm Ahana. And I'm Celine. And welcome to the We, we Are podcast. podcast. So today we have a very good lineup of news updates. Some of them mm-hmm. are like not very traditional, like they're more about like pop culture. But before yeah. we start, do you have anything to say, Celine? Yeah, so we're filming online this week. I have a cold. Don't worry, I'm vaccinated and I got COVID tested and it was negative. But you know, just just to because I don't want to, like, spread a cold through, so, like, we're just yeah. gonna film online this week. That's why my voice sounds weird, and that's why, like, it might be slightly glitchy, so just wanted yeah. to let you know. All right, so to start off today's episode, we have our first update, which we've been talking about, like, the Taliban taking over mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, This update is not really about the Taliban, but it has to do with, like, the United States withdrawing from the afghanistan right yeah um and if you want to learn more about that we talked about it a lot in detail on our other yeah we talked about it in like every other news update practically yeah for like the past couple weeks so anyway 12 u.s service members and dozens of afghans were killed in a suicide bombing attack outside of the kabul airport um so this thursday there was a terrorist attack on kabul by the notorious group isis which is like a terrorist group based mm-hmm. off like a very strict like salafi jihadist doctrine which is like an interpretation of what islam is and it's it's kind of like it, it's a harsher than the taliban like essentially yeah um, it is it is mm-hmm. yeah and it it's a uh, it's not really like it's something where they are kind of it's like a branch of al-qaeda right yeah mm-hmm. and and they created this system in areas of like iraq and syria and they became isis and it was founded officially in 2015 um and by 2018 the group had become one of the top four deadliest terrorist organizations and so they've been responsible for a lot of like discrepancies and for the u.s and like several other areas in the past mm-hmm. um so that's important to know but so basically what happened was that they there was like two bombs and there were gunmen that like fired after the bombings mm-hmm. i one of them i believe was a suicide bomb bombing and it was very sad because 13 u.s service members were killed like i said and 60 at least 60 afghans have been killed um according to the pentagon and afghanistan's ministry of public mm-hmm. health um more than 140 Afghan people were injured and at least 18 U.S. service members were wounded. And um, Biden, in response to this, he called the troops heroes and he said that he was outraged as well as heartbroken. And to those who carried out the attack, as well as anyone who wishes America harm, know this. We will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. So you could just see like the rain of emotions felt by like Biden. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's crazy how it's happening. And in the midst of this, like all of the Republicans and actually just a lot of citizens in general are sort of blaming Biden for his handling of the withdrawal. Um, they're saying that he did it too too like haphazardly and mm-hmm. he carried it out wrong and that he should have gotten him out sooner. Um mm-hmm. and he like argued this by mm-hmm. saying that it was inherited from Trump, that our previous president, and that all of his advisors said it was the best decision. Um, right. And, and they and 
we're pl- we're set to like kind of remove all of our troops by August 31st, but people are thinking that that's not going to be the case and that we won't have it won't be done by the August 31st deadline. So we'll just mm-hmm. have to wait and see. But we give condolences to the families that have had Definitely. people die. Yeah, it's an awful thing that's happening. There's so much happening in that area of the world right now. I feel like it's everywhere. Like, there's so much happening there. So, is that everything? Yeah, I think that's everything for that. All right, so the next update is about Hurricane Ida. So, Hurricane Ida made landfall today. Not the day we posted this, but the day we're filming, which is the 29th of August or Sunday. So, um, Hurricane Ida is a Category 4 storm, which is the second, like, greatest storm or hurricane there can be. And um, the mayor of New Orleans, Latoya Cantrell, warned so many residents planning to evacuate to, quote, get out now. Um, She said, quote, time is not on our side. It's just rapidly growing. It's intensifying. If you're voluntarily evacuating our city, now is the time to leave. You need to do so immediately. If you're planning to ride it out, again, make sure that you're able to hunker down. So um, there's definitely a lot of encouragement to evacuate for a lot of people. And in some areas, it's actually mandatory to evacuate. But um, the mayor of New Orleans, which is a city in Louisiana, is definitely encouraging people to voluntarily evacuate, even if it's not mandated in their area. Um, Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards said Ida will be, quote, one of the strongest hurricanes that hit anywhere in Louisiana since at least the 1850s. Like, think about that. They 1850s was a while ago, right? So yeah. I think this is going to definitely be a big deal for Louisiana. And not only just Louisiana, it also um, hit Cuba in the Gulf of Mexico. And over 4,000 soldiers and airmen are already mobilized and another 5,000 are prepared by the time the storm starts. And actually I did this update like on Saturday the 28th. So some of this stuff was from the 28th, but it's still like relevant to the storm, even though it happened like today, the 29th. So um, um, Ida is expected to be an extremely dangerous and major hurricane. And um, the winds will be as strong as 150 miles per hour, which is really high. And it could leave a lot of parts of Southeast Louisiana, quote, uninhabitable for, uninhabitable for weeks or months, according to the latest hurricane statement from the National Weather Service in New Orleans. Rainfall ranges from 8 inches to 20 inches, which is a lot of rainfall. Um, and the storm has actually idled 90% of oil production and 84% of gas production. And... Um, it actually, it hit today, which is the 16th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina, and if you don't know, Hurricane Katrina was a Category 3 storm that was really destructive to the area, and it just caused a lot of damage, and I think a lot of natural disasters like these are just hard for, like, communities to get over because there's so much damage to, like, like, not just physically, but I think emotionally and mentally, like, going through that, and um also with COVID-19 it is just not a good time for natural disasters right because yeah, um, hospitals in New Orleans um will not be able to move and instead have to shelter in place um and Jennifer or Dr. Jennifer Avenjo said quote I would ask our residents if you do not need to go to the hospital this weekend if you do not have a life-threatening emergency please do not go this is not the time to go to the hospital for a routine thing that could wait for later 
So the hospitals are packed at this point because along with like COVID-19 patients, um, there are currently 2,450 people hospitalized for COVID. There's also, during these natural disasters like hurricanes, a lot of people will get injured. Like it's pretty much inevitable that people will get injured. So then with these hospitals, like there's gonna be so, like such a large influx of people. And um, a lot of hospitals are also going to expect power outages, which can be like hard for them to manage all those people during a power outage. And, they'll be filled to the brim so it's just really not a good time for this to be happening i mean no time is a good time but definitely hoping the best for louisiana and it's gonna be a hard time but i hope they can join together as a community and we can have a lot of rescue efforts you know so we'll see how that happens how that goes we'll update you all right all right. Okay. So the next update is about the FDA. So the FDA gives full approval to the Pfizer vaccine, um, which is a big step because a lot of people I know, like my aunt, she was literally like, yes, I'm not getting vaccinated. And if they uh, fully approve it, then I might consider it. But basically mm-hmm. before what happened was before it was authorized for emergency use authorization, which meant that it was authorized because of like the state of the pandemic, but now with okay. the full off- full approval, that means that it's like fully approved. Everything is like good. There's it 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 can it it's basically like fully fully good. Like it would be like the level of a flu shot, basically. Like right, yeah. right. It's yeah. like saying like there's a huge difference. It, it may not seem like it, but it's like saying like oh, you can use this in emergencies versus you can use this all the time. So we were in such a vulnerable situation that it was just like we needed it right now. But like now it's like regardless of our situation, it's safe. You know, it's like. Yeah. So this can help a lot of people who are like hesitant to get vaccinated. Although a lot of like um, researchers are saying that it's unlikely to see a large boost in vaccinations. Uh But in turn, it will also help several hospitals, colleges, corporations, and other organizations be able to like start doing vaccine mandates because it's like safe. they're allowed to do that. Right, right. Um, And it comes in the midst of Delta and the Biden administration hopes it will motivate some of like the 85 million unvaccinated Americans who are eligible to get shot. Um, So from this study, the Pfizer presented Mm -hmm. showing 91% efficiency, which was like a drop from the previous rate, but they said it was was because they had more time to like distinguish whether they had it or not. Oh, okay. So it didn't actually drop. It was more like the... Yeah, they just didn't have like time to gather the data completely, Mm -hmm. but... Um, And then Moderna also announced on Wednesday that it has submitted the to the fda like um a doctrine to like sort of get full approval Uh um and also pfizer has begun submitting data for fda approval of a third dose of their vaccine right that's that's good good. yeah i've heard of like the third booster which is basically like you get a third dose yeah and so it so they're really hoping that this will help people i mean some concerns was it that they were actually like saying because like that Pfizer is fully like um approved now people are saying that they're gonna like give it to kids underage because they think it's fully approved like illegally but a doctor's highly advised against this because it's fully approved to the age group that was stated previously right yeah so I suggest don't do that that's not a good idea definitely not just because there aren't enough studies yet you know um 
Yeah. But if you're worried and you're under under 12 years old, definitely like wear a mask. I think that's a good way to yeah. keep yourself safe. Anyway, so the next update is actually something similar. Um, mm-hmm. It's about how a teacher who is unvaccinated and re- didn't wear his mask or her mask completely mm-hmm. infected more than half of the students in, in oh, his no. class with COVID-19. Seriously? Whoa. Yeah, so this teacher showed up to his class in um, Marin County, California, while experiencing symptoms such as cough, subjective fear, and headache. And he's like, oh, no, it's fine. It's just allergies. You know, oh, I'm my like, gosh. And it, he was literally, like, doing that. And then he went in his class uh-huh. and he ended up infecting like all of her all of his her students sorry it's a her oh my god i keep on mixing up the gender anyway infecting <laughs> half of her students with COVID 19 as well as some of their family members and this is released from the cdc on friday and so like what? the officials from the marin county or department of public health um put an investigation in it and they said it was like oh she she said it was allergies but among the teachers 24 students 22 of them were like uneligible to get vaccinated and Mm -hmm. 12 of them contracted the virus so that that's so sad especially since they weren't able to get vaccinated like 22 out of the 24 like that's a lot of kids that can't get vaccinated it is yeah Um, and so they depend on others to get vaccinated and wear their mask. And that right, right. Do that. Um, like if you're an adult, yeah. yeah. So half the kids got, va- um, sorry, half the kids got infected. They also oh. ended up infecting some of their parents. I think four parents were infected. Um, they also ended up infecting people from other grades, siblings. It was awful, and it's just sad. And new evidence of the Delta variant's highly transmissibility, even among fully vaccinated persons, supports recommendation for a universal masking. So this kind of just goes to show that you have to be responsible, and Uh especially if you're a teacher. I mean, come on now. Yeah, because it's not only setting an example for kids, like young kids, it's also like your responsibility as an adult, I think. So, yeah. Wow. All right, um, ready to move on to the next one? The last yes. one for this half? All right, so the last one for this half is that protesters march for voting rights. Thousands of protesters arrived at the Capitol on Saturday. Um, Saturday was August 28th. Yeah, yeah. Um, demanding the protection of voting rights. So there has been a lot of recent re- legislation um, that is restricting voting rights specifically for like people of color or like younger individuals. Um, and these, like, restrictions are mainly found in Republican-led states. Um, some of these restrictions include, like, tougher ID requirements, reducing early voting hours, and creating new crimes related to voting. And also, um, two years after the 1963 march, which was, like, a protest where Martin Luther King Jr. read the I Have a Dream speech, which was about, like, racial injustices in America, um, a new law was passed called the Voting Rights Act of 1965, so two years after that march with Martin Luther King Jr. And this Voting Rights Act of 1965 outlawed discriminatory practices that restricted certain groups of people from voting. Um, but there has been a lot of recent legislation that has like made this Voting Rights Act like less significant or has like made it like harder for like yeah. certain people to vote. 
So um, a lot of people are protesting, and it's actually on the 58th anniversary of the 1963 march, which I just talked about, where Martin Luther King um, read his speech. Um, there were also other protest launches that took place in like Atlanta, Miami, and Phoenix. Um, William Bardo, who was part of the protests, explained why he came and like what it meant to him. He said, quote, ever since time we've been fighting. I'm from back there in the 60s when we when we really protested the wars and voting rights and civil rights and everything else. And we won. We made progress. So I think a lot of people feel like by going here and protesting, they can actually have an influence over like lawmakers and just the government yeah definitely like i also i also heard that like in um one of the states i think it was georgia or something they they were like making it illegal to like sell water near voting places and they Mm -hmm. thought that like disproportionately affected like old people because they kind of if they're standing in a line that's like burning hot outside and they can't Mm -hmm. even get water or like seating oh yeah definitely Um, and um, a lot of people also want to get rid of the filibuster because for example in the state of georgia the john lewis voting rights advancement act which was aimed to restore the voting rights act which will give more groups of people a chance to like vote um it was passed by the house but due to the filibuster in the senate democrats don't have enough votes from republicans to pass this legislation so um a lot of people also oppose the filibuster because the filibuster doesn't allow like democrats to pass voting rights laws that really give larger groups of people a chance to like vote so um there's and a lot of people also think that this is like ushering in the return of the Jim Crow era. And if you didn't know, um, Jim Crow laws were laws that like legalized segregation based on race. So, for example, like um, different races would have to go to different schools or use different water fountains, right? Which was something that we definitely moved past as a country. But I think a lot of people are scared that could happen again based on the recent actions and legislation. So, um there's been a lot of protests and I certainly hope they will like really have an influence over people. So we'll see. All right. That's it for our first half. In our second half, we'll be talking about hot dogs, TikTok, mm-hmm. um, Jojo Siwa, moratoriums, <laughs> and quite the Kennedys. All right. Yeah. All right. So thank you for listening. Keep tuned for the second half. Um, all right. Bye. Thank- welcome back from the break welcome back we are ready for the second half where we have a fresh new set of news updates a lot of these news updates are about like pop culture or just like things that we normally don't talk about but they're like they're interesting so i think it's good though i mean yeah it's like a nice mix this week because we have the heavy topics of natural disasters and like afghanistan but then we also have like TikTok and like <laughs> so are we ready yes all right so the first update for the second half is that the TikTok bans the melt challenge okay so <laughs> there have been so many different challenges on TikTok like you probably heard of the Tide Pod challenge or the Benadryl challenge and these challenges are just dangerous and they're also stupid like what is the point oh, and they're causing so the milk challenge is something that's circulating around the TikTok app and it has been banned by TikTok because so many people have been injured. Um, it consists of stacking milk crates into the shape of a pyramid and then walking up and down both sides to without them like toppling over. Like, yeah. 
in this just circulated like after literally a day it became so popular like the weirdest stuff is popular on tiktok and yeah, um, i know it, and even celebrities were doing it like this dude who created like yeah. moonwalk and moonlight walk and cabasses or calabasas yeah yeah a virginia orthopedic surgeon actually warned against the milk challenge especially at a vulnerable time because with COVID-19, we already have enough to deal with. We don't need injuries from a stupid TikTok challenge, right? Like, because yeah. there have been a lot of injuries. For example, there has been dislocated shoulders, rotator oh. tears, broken wrists, and oh, spinal like cord injuries even. Like, it is insane. Literally from a TikTok challenge. So, on the 1st of August, a video was posted on Facebook of two men walking on top of milk milk crates and this allegedly started the challenge the video of someone to walk trying to walk across um the crates and failing or five million views in just one day like can you believe that that's people these days i know derek the person behind at its bizkit i think that's what it is said he has seen his Twitter following increase by 30,000 in the week since he started posting Melcrate Challenge videos. So I think a lot of, one of the big reasons so many people have started posting these and, like, been obsessed with them is that if your following goes up by that much by making one video, of course you're going to want to make that video, right? Because it's just natural to want more followers and more popularity. And I think with this challenge circulating around, like, a lot of, like, popular people are doing this challenge, which makes other people want to be like oh i should do this too right like even if it's completely dangerous and like pointless and um yeah so there were even prizes in some areas for people who could walk across without following without following it's just oh that's interesting so many people hated this challenge from the start because and a lot of people called the people who are participated in the challenge unintelligent. But I think it's more of, like, a popularity and peer pressure thing. Because when it's a challenge like this, I think it's, like, everyone's doing it. And maybe you're being pressured into doing it or you just want to fit in. Yeah. Um, but this is so harmful. And the fact that this makes you popular is just damaging. So, um, yeah, okay. So that's interesting. All right. So yeah, it's banned. So like, if you try to search up hashtag milk challenge on TikTok, it will say no results found, which is good. So, so the next update is that a single hot dog could take 36 minutes off your life. Wait, seriously? Like one hot dog? (laughs) Yeah, okay, I'll do some explaining. Okay, Okay. so called researchers from the University of Michigan in their study published this month in the journal Natural Food that they looked at like 5,853 foods in the U.S. diet Mm -hmm. and measured their effects in minutes of like healthy life gained or lost. Right. Mm-hmm. And so Oliver Jolliet, which is like the professional professor of environmental health sciences at the university, um, he said that he wanted to we wanted to make a health based evaluation of the beneficial and detrimental impacts of food. Mm-hmm. So they came up with like an index of that calculates like the values of the food. Um, and it's based on the study called the global burden of disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically it's it's it just kind of like measure that an example of this is like 0.45 minutes are lost per gram of processed meat or 0.1 minutes are gained per gram of fruit Mm -hmm. then we then look up the composition of each food and then multiply this by the number of the corresponding food profiles so one of the food measured was like the beef hot dog and Mm -hmm. with that it had 61 grams of processed meat which is loss of 27 minutes of your life um 
But wow. when you add in like the sodium and the fats and like all that stuff, that it it extended to like thirty six minutes lost. Oh my gosh! No yeah. way! Like, so, if, like take a, if you eat like ten hot dogs in your or not ten, let's think. Maybe like okay, let's say you eat forty hot dogs, like one mm. per year. You're you already lost like a day of your life. I know, right? So I think it goes to just show like health is really important. So it's okay to eat one, right? Like, but definitely moderation. So wow. Yeah. And another thing is that in in side of this consumption of foods such as nuts, legumes, seafood, fruits, and non-starchy vegetables, on the other hand, have positive effects on health. Mm-hmm. So you can't really, like, cancel out good foods with bad foods. That's, that's not how it works. And, I mean, this isn't exact. There's, like, a, there's more to it than meets the eye. It, it's not perfect, but it's, it, I mean, it's it tells you something. <laughs> and, yeah, it does. So that's yeah. really interesting. <laughs> yeah, and um, actually... <laughs> One of the people on the thing said, changing a diet to include or exclude any one food is unlikely to make much difference. It's more of like the pattern of your lifestyle that counts. So Right. All right. So that's interesting. That's good. That's a good piece of knowledge to know. Um, is right. that? Yep. That's all. all right. So the next update is actually about Jojo Siwa. So you probably heard of Jojo Siwa. She's very popular um she's like an actress an influencer and a singer and she was actually named on one of times magazines in the list of 100 most influential people in 2020 she has like 60.5 million followers so she's very influential a lot of people know her i honestly know her by her hair like her side yeah i know the side that's how i know her so she's going to be on the show dancing with the stars which is a very popular dance show um and actually, Dancing with the Stars will be featuring a same-sex couple for the first time. So, um, Jojo Siwa um, came out as part of the LGBTQ community, like, um, I don't remember when, but recently. And um, the show, which is hosted by Tyra Banks and executive producer Andrew Linares, will feature um, a same-sex partnership with Jojo Siwa and another woman. So this is a big step for the show, I think, definitely. Um it's the 30th season and it's the first time they're like including the LGBTQ community. So I think it's a really cool thing. Um, and Jojo C was one of the first celebrities to join the show. And she's also joining with Olympic gold medalist Suni Lee. So that's Ooh, pretty cool. Suni and um, cool. Jojo said, quote, I think it's cool. I think it breaks a wall that's been that's um, never been done before. I think it's really special that I get to share with the world um, that you can do what you love. But now you can dance with who you want to dance with. So, um, I think that's really, since she's so influential, I think it's a great thing that she's, like, breaking these barriers and, like, ushering in kind of a new era of, like, acceptance and, like, um, representation. So, I think it's really cool. So, yeah. All right. So, the next update we have is about Mm -hmm. the eviction moratorium. So, we talked about this before in previous updates, but basically Mm -hmm. what it is was that, um, the CDC and, like, the Biden administration in general, they were kind of like, they started this thing called the eviction moratorium, which is basically where they like blocked landlords from kicking out rent renters um, because they thought it was unfair during Corona as people mm-hmm. weren't being paid sufficiently. Um, it was also ha- happened to, to like stop the spread of Corona because if people were like moving around, you know, mm-hmm. more Corona. Yeah. So 
But, and it ended, the first order of this moratorium ended in the end of July, but it got reinstated on August 3rd in areas with high infection, and it affected around 90% of renters, um, so that was that. But on Thursday, um, which I believe was like the 26th? The 26th? Yeah. On Thursday, yeah. the Supreme Court blocked the Biden administration's moratorium on eviction, oh. and... They are, so now basically people are allowed to evict their um right tenants. So, yeah, yeah so tenants can be evicted so yeah, yeah. so that's it, it's kind of a it's it's a fight on both ends but the mm-hmm. vote was six to three and the Supreme Court justices are majorly conservative um and Republicans more are on the sides of the landlords um. So that's kind of something there. Um, this is very sad for a lot of tenants because the Census Bureau actually estimated that around 3.5 million people would be evicted within the next two months. Whoa, um, and they would have to turn to like local protection and like shelters for like support right. and help. Um, yeah, and it, it's it's definitely devastating to a lot of people, but landlords are actually really happy. Yeah, obviously, I mean they're it, kind of sad that they didn't get their money and stuff. So. It's definitely two sided. I think there are different um, perspectives on it. So yeah, um, but in the midst of this, there are actually states like California and Illinois that have extended their state eviction moratoriums, um, and and other states like Minnesota, Nevada, and New York have put in place laws that protect renters from eviction, where when they are in the pro- process of applying for like, um, extra rental assistance, um. And there are also communities that started programs which like encourage um like tenant and landlord communications before evictions. And yeah, that's pretty wow, much that. Okay. I'm trying right. to make it fast today, but <clears throat> all right. So um now moving on from that, um Robert F. Kennedy, his assassin is actually being recommended for parole. So, if you didn't know, Robert F. Kennedy was the brother of John F. Kennedy, who was the 35th president of the United States. And John F. Kennedy was also assassinated. Um, so, um, Robert F. Kennedy, who is John F. Kennedy's brother, died on June 6, 1968 in Los Angeles, California. Um, he was assassinated while campaigning for president. And you might be thinking, like, how is that relevant now? Well, actually, his... Um, assassinator is that the word is assassinator a word i don't know i think so okay his assassinator who was named um saran saran is being recommended for parole um after being in prison for 53 years so he's now 77 and has been recommended for parole and parole is basically like an early release for a prison inmate if they agree for, to certain conditions like for example if a criminal got out of jail um, early and was on parole they might have to like check in with probation officers and follow certain rules but ultimately they're like free right so it's kind of being like released early but you still have to follow certain conditions but you're not in jail okay. so um two of um two of robert f kennedy's um children agree with the decision and say it's a good decision um but six of his children condemn the decision and definitely do not agree with it. But the decision actually That's is weird. Final. I feel like it's weird that like the kids are like on different sides. I don't know. Yeah, it is interesting. But they both have different viewpoints. Like on the one hand, it's like, 
the six kids are like, they ruined our family. They said, quote, he took our father from our family and he took him from America. We are in disbelief that this man would be recommended for release. But then um, the other kids are saying, like, this is the best decision. So it's, it is interesting how they're kind of split on that. Um, but it's not final yet. Um, it could still be changed or reversed by Gavin Newsom, who will determine whether or not the grant of parole will still ensure like public safety. Like when someone who has committed something like assassination goes out into the um, public, you need to make sure that they're not going to be a danger to public, right? And the process of making sure they won't be a danger will take like a few months. So um, we're not sure yet what will happen, but a lot of people are saying he'll be recommended for parole. Um, and, um, <clears throat> if he is released, he will have to take anger management classes, Tai Chi, and Alcoholics Anonymous. Or, wait, no, sorry, I got that wrong. Um, those were his enrollment programs, like, during, during jail, which is why they think he's, like, gotten over all this and moved on and become a better person, right? Um. But, um... So, like, why did he assassinate Robert F. Kennedy? So, at the time, there was a war going on called the Six-Day War, and Sirhan Sirhan, or Siran Siran, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, um, was born in Jerusalem, and he had Jordanism citizenship. So, the Six-Day War was fought between Israel and the Arab states of Jordan, Egypt, and Syria. Um, the relations between Israel and its neighbors had been tight for years, and the Israel Defense Forces launched preemptive airstrikes, um, that greatly damaged Egypt and its allies, and it also sees, um, Israel also sees the Sinai Peninsula, the Gaza Strip of Egypt, the West Bank and East Jerusalem from Jordan, and the Golan Heights from Syria, so this guy, um, who assassinated Robert F. Kennedy, um, he had Jordanism citizenship, and Robert F. Kennedy, um, supported Israel during this war, and he didn't support, like, the states, like, or not the states, um, like Jordan and Syria and Egypt. So um, Saran did not agree with his like political tactics with supporting Israel. So he assassinated him. So that's kind of the background and why he assassinated him. Oh, but interesting. Um, yeah, um, Sirhan said, quote, Senator Kennedy was the hope of the world and I harmed all of them. And it pains me to experience that, the knowledge for such a horrible deed if I did in fact do that. So I think... Um, it's interesting that like so many people are supporting this, but then there are some of his kids who definitely are like, no, this is a terrible decision, right? So we'll yeah. see what happens. All right. So that's it for today. Do you have any like good news you want to share? Um. Oh, I need to start preparing this more. I'm really bad at this. You go first and I'll try to look for something. Okay. I'm just going to say... Well, homecoming's coming up. It's homecoming season, right. so it'll be our first homecoming. Uh, that will be interesting. Cool. I kind of have a dress ready. Wow. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. It's very pretty. Um, yeah. Let's see. What about you? Krispy Kreme doubles down on free donut deal for people vaccinated against COVID-19. Wow. So it, it's like a... Kind of like a incentive for vaccinated people, I guess. So I know I haven't had Krispy Kreme before, and I want it. So yeah, I want a donut right now so badly, but they sell donuts. Oh, apparently they're really good. I've never had them before. This is making me really hungry. So <laughs> anyway, 
that's it for today um all of our sources will be linked in the bio follow our social medias also linked in the bio Mm -hmm. please let us know for any episode recommendations if you want to hear anything from us and yeah all right so have a great week we'll see you next week um thank you and bye. bye